Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Black Sons Furnace with me, Robert. Hey, man like Mo out here. Yeah. I got my young G with me. Shout so out when to you, no when you When you start hearing screams and stuff, that's, that's the young G. Yeah, that's the young gunner. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, why, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Bad man don't cry. No, I'm joking. That Tosket masculinity at the beginning <laughs> of the thing. He's, yeah. try, he's trying to eat the mic and I'm trying to tell him that electricity and his mouth doesn't doesn't is not a good combination mm. but at five months old there's only so much you can grasp but we move we move all we right move. so no peter today no peter peter is He's being a pagan let me read you the message that peter gave to me he said robert i said well what's good he said i need to get something off my chest <laughs> <laughs> and i was like okay Maybe maybe he's like at the gym doing some bench press or something. Who knows? So I was like, I feel for <laughs> I felt for some time that I've been carrying this podcast on my back. I feel like you and Moses haven't been carrying your weight. And so today I'll be taking the week off just to get back into the right frame of mind. Even my son is choking. See you next week. So Peter, wherever you are, I just hope that you find the healing that you need, and hopefully you'll be, <laughs> you'll be back next week. <laughs> Wait, you want to believe that or not, fam? I'll leave that to you, but I'm just putting it out there into the atmosphere. Cool. So, let's start with sorry, not next sorry. Next week is going to be tense, boy. It will be. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry, not sorry. Um, You you did it last week, didn't you? Yes. Okay, so I guess it's on me then. I, do you know what? I like, I like to go one for one. Cool. We can do one for one. Yeah, so... Ooh, I like this. Is there still a need for prophecy this side of Christ? Mm. Knowing that prophets came for correction. And in Hebrews it said, God had in this in this latter days, God has spoken. God has no longer chosen to speak through the prophets, but he's spoken through his son. So do you think in light of Christ and with everything that is in the Bible in terms of living righteous, living holy and blah blah blah, if there's still need for prophets as seen in the old testament or yeah i think the way prophets are used today i think it's still needed um just because i'm pretty sure it's one of the gifts yeah five yeah yes yeah yeah so So evangelists prophets pastors teachers and um evangelists prophets teachers pastors it's not possible you said evangelists i said evangelists i think so Uh, Apostles, prophets, yeah. teachers, pastors, and evangelists. Cool. Yeah. So if if that was one of the the gifts, then if 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 it wasn't needed as a gift, it would. I don't think it would have mm. been put there. Um, I think that um, the way they are used might be slightly different to mm. how they're used before. Um, I think since since Jesus has come, um, there's not that uh, there's not that. It's, it's like a different kind of urgency to get people to repent from their ways than mm-hmm. it was in the past. Because pre-Jesus, if you were sinning and then you and then you died, that was it, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but I think post-Jesus, it's just about focusing people's minds on, on the cross and what it means and why that should affect the way you live your life. But yeah, that's what I think. Cool. In disagreements? No, 
because I think my I hold I hold the same perspective. I have engaged in conversations where people argued against the need of profits, and I think it's predominantly because of the way they've seen it being abused in terms of um, people saying God is saying you should do this, and it's it, some of the stuff is clearly not biblical, mm. um, and so they've almost thrown the baby out of the bathwater yeah. rather than discerning and testing the spirit, as John would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, let's talk fruits of the spirit. Are you giving? Are you asking me a question? I'm asking you a question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A question. I thought you were getting into the topic. Oh, no, like, no, no, um, no. <laughs> no. So, um, I remember listening to a sermon once, but I think it was Tim Keller. Okay. And he was talking about the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And he, he said that, it's, it's, it's written fruit of the spirit and then it's given like things in plural mm-hmm. as opposed to fruits and then okay. a list of things. And then he said that that might infer that all, all, all that fruit should be, if it's growing in you, it should be growing at the same rate because it's the same fruit. Mm. It's, it's, it's of the same one thing yeah. sort of thing. So yeah. I just want to ask your thoughts on that. Do you think that um, fruits of the spirit if they're being grown, they grow at the same rate or do you think that they grow at different rates based on where a certain person is in life? Um, hmm. So I I personally believe that they'll, for the most part, grow at the same rate. And the reason I believe that, and the reason I believe we don't see that so I started don't see that. The reason I believe we don't see that is because for the most part, when people are praying for the fruits of the spirit, they tend to focus on one mm. or two. And that's where they place their emphasis. So they might pray for the gift of faith or the gift of love or peace or goodness. They don't necessarily pray for all of the, all of the fruits. And even when we, when we look at the, when we pray for the fruits of the spirit, we sometimes only focus on the one that readily comes to mind, so like faith and goodness and stuff like that. But I believe um, when we, if the spirit is in you, working and growing and maturing you, I believe that all the fruits should be visible. Um, all the fruits should be visible. And it may be a case of, due to your natural disposition, it's very easy for you to display faith than it is for you to display goodness. That makes sense. And so your goodness may be being tested and improved during a season more so than your faith, not because of there being like a lack of or whatever, but just because your natural disposition means that it's easier for you to display faith than it is for you to display goodness. Mm. And so it may seem as though one is growing slower, but it's tailor-made to you. Um, so I do, I do feel... I think this is a good analogy. A tree. All the branches will bear fruit, but all the branches are not at exactly the same length, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so it may not necessarily look as though um, your faith and your goodness are exactly the same length, but they're growing at the same rate with the same, within the same tree. Mm-hmm. And they're all bearing fruit within the same season. Um, so yeah, for me, that's, that's the kind of perspective that I have. Um... I think the danger of saying all of them must grow at the same rate is almost saying you need to display as much goodness as you do faith, as much as you do love, as much as you do this, without recognising that sometimes it is circumstantial 
where how much one is displayed. Yeah. So you may have more opportunities to display love within this season than to display something else in terms of peace. How do you display peace? Mm. Um, it's something that you might have internally and it'll flesh out in different ways, but it's just like, yeah, the opportunities to kind of flesh it out and to show it may not arise as much within different seasons, but I do believe they ought to grow simultaneously yeah because it's the spirit kind of bringing everything forth um so yeah i would i would agree in that they need to grow simultaneously um not necessarily at the same rate but simultaneously cool okay i'm happy with that all right so let's get into today's topic so i'm sure you've heard the phrase hell have no fury like woman scorned I still need to find out what scorned is. In this case, I was watching, what was it? I feel like I was watching the Joe Budden podcast. And they were talking I thought you about to say Love is Blind or something. Oh, no, I've, I've watched Love of that. That's great. Have you watched it? Nope. Fam. I'm, I'm trying to avoid it. I was in a church thing yesterday. And like, every, all the girls just huddled into one corner talking about Love is Blind. I'm just like, oh. brother, it's the wave. It's the actual wave, I'm telling you. And it's only like 10, um, 10 episodes long. So An hour each? More like 50 minutes. Yeah, that's that's almost like 10 hours of my life. You can multitask too, so it's, it's not like a waste all the time. But today I wanted to talk about Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's wife. Apparently, she is suing the helicopter f- um, company yep. that um, her husband, um, whose helicopter camp company that had the helicopter that her husband, Kobe Bryant, died in. Yeah. And she's also suing the estate of the pilot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 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 she's basically suing the family of the pilot who flew in those conditions, even though they weren't the best, to... Um, wow. Yeah. So, wait. The pilot is dead. His family are grieving. And you're suing them. And that, that's what I want to talk about. Because, obviously, this, this, isn't, a money, this isn't a money thing. Because obviously, yeah, she she's she's sitting on. She's got all the money in the world that yeah. she will ever need. Um, and I'm sure Kobe's got life insurance on deck. Blah yep. blah blah. This and that. So the payouts would have been, yeah. So 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 my feeling is this, this suing thing is more out of principle mm-hmm. than out of um, need for money. Mm-hmm. So my question is, where do you draw the line? Because it's, it's one thing to sue the company, but then to sue the family of the pilot who died as well. That's mad. You think it's justifiable? I can't justify it. I can't justify the family. I can justify the company. Mm. And I think the reason that I can't justify the family is because to me, I'm like, they're grieving as well. Mm. They've just lost someone dear to them and they're grieving. Um, so it's not like he hit the escape chute or whatever and he went out and everybody else died and he's now just trying to sell a story. Like, dude, he's dead. And they're grieving. They've just had to lay him to rest just as much as you've just laid your husband and your daughter to rest um so yeah f- for me there's that sense of compassion 
I can't do that. Mm. I can sue the company because I'm like, that's a company. That's negligence. Yeah. In as much as there's people running it and blah, 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 but that's an organisation. Um, and I see that almost as I'm not suing a person, I'm suing an organisation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but the company, the, yeah, I can't, yeah, I, f- I find that like overstepping the mark slightly. Yeah. And, I, and, and like doing that won't, um, it might bring some satisfaction in the moment, mm-hmm. but that long term, I don't feel like she'll yeah. get she'll get very much out of that. There we go. And plus, I see it as like, in as much as I I didn't follow follow Kobe Bryant's career, I didn't really watch basketball, but I know that he had like some foundations to pour into, um, to invest into the next generation, mm. stuff like that, and. I'm almost questioning, would he have wanted that? Yeah. In that he was actively investing into the next generation and stuff, but in you suing the family, you're taken away from the next generation. Mm. Um, and, I'm, and, and I'm assuming that she's not asking for like 50 pounds or something like that. No. She's... I think she'll, she, she'll, she should be asking for the money Kobe could have potentially made if just did love for... However many years, Rah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because like it's it's like they've lost all that money because Kobe wasn't around yeah. to then go and make it. So the, the company's gonna go bankrupt. Family, <laughs> <laughs> um, God, fam, that's peak. So yeah, like the company going bankrupt. Um, yes, I know that people worked hard to get to where it is and this and that. Like you can start another company. You can like take all the expertise that you've got from there, start something else. Like there's ways around it. Um, but family, there's there's no real way around that. But yeah, I think no amount of money is going to like numb the grief. Mm. Um, no amount of money is going to lessen the impact of losing a husband and a daughter and a daughter and losing a father and a sibling. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I can't justify it, and it's no. Yeah, I just can't. Sh- I can't justify it. I wouldn't do it. I can't justify it. That's that's a difficult one. <laughs> but it's like, I know that in America, there's this, there's this really strong suing culture. Yeah. Where I could, I could like stub my toe. I'm suing you. Mm. Um. And it may also be because, like, like there's no NHS. There's no, like, medical bills. You're having to pay that yourself. Like, even if you're struggling, blah, 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 you're having to cover all of that yourself. Mm. And so it's almost like this, the governmental system is oppressive. Also, I think it's, I, I think it's, even outside of America, I think it's just a human thing. Like, if you have a chance to, to get money out of a situation... I'm sure nine out of ten people will do it. Facts. Facts. Um, facts. Like, I can't lie, there have been times when I thought about trying to scam <laughs> one, one company tried to. <laughs> like, 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 um, it's, this never happened. I'll preface it with that. But I was just thinking, if like, like, like say my camera broke mm. or like if, if, if like a lens broke or something. Would I go through the process of 
buying the new lens. I thought about that a couple times. <laughs> Saying, "Raw, just let you get you, you send me. It's kind of broken still." Yeah, yeah, I thought about that a couple of times. And I thought about that a couple of times. I'm not even gonna lie. Like one time back in the day, when I think I was still in like, I think I was in college, just started uni, mm. just started uni. So this this is going back over ten years ago. No, yeah, yeah, over ten years ago. Raw, I'm told. Um, How old are you now? Thirty. Crazy. It's mad. And I started uni at 18. So 12 years ago. How do you feel about being 30? I'm calm. I'm actually cool with being 30. Um, I never thought, like, when when I was like, when I f- fresh hit 18 and them things there, 30 was just like something that didn't cross my mind. Mm. But now that I'm here, obviously I've got my son on top of me, like daughters upstairs, this and that. 30 just feels... I've grown into it. Do you think you're at the right place for 30? That's a difficult question because I feel, humanly speaking, people be like, oh, I wanted to have my house by now, blah, 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 this mm. and that. Um, and so we set milestones for ourselves. But I'm getting to a place where I'm content being in the will of God wherever I am. And so I'm like, I'm, I believe I'm in the will of God. I'm assured that I'm in the will of God. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm where I'm supposed to be. So I'm content with that. Um, and I'm learning to be even more so content, even while striving for where God wants me to be in, in the next step. Um, but even that's an interesting thing in terms of if you take, if you have God in mind with every step you take, then for the most part, you will be, you will be in his will, regardless of whatever decision you make. Um, even if you decide to become a stripper if you had God in mind <laughs> you won't decide to become a stripper <laughs> I like, mean like genuinely if you were like well mm, you could get into the stripper industry not necessarily because and this is not a cop out for people to be like ah oh, the furnace said it we can go do oh, it I found Moses said it I haven't said nothing but it's one of them ones where it's like <laughs> Um, some people leave an industry and then go back into it, not from the same angle, but almost being God's light within that within that industry. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's not so much that oh, I'm going to become a stripper. God wants me to become a stripper, um, but it's almost like God's calling me to that industry to shine His light in some way, shape, mm. or form, um, as they put ones in my g-string. I don't hey. know. <laughs> Dollar, dollar, dollar bill, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think... um, Yes, Argos. I had bought... I had... um, I was told that whenever you buy something from Argos and you take it back, they don't check the condition. They just accept it and then give you a refund. That's right now. Um, Which was a lie. (laughs) So, I had bought a car... I was driving. A car from Argos? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> car from Argos, you know, mad. Um, I had bought a car, I was driving, but then the stereo player that I had was was quite whack. It was actually kind of wavy because it's like, it was a Sony thing and then when you turned it on, the dash flipped down as a standard. You just threw up. The dash flips down as a standard. And when it flips down, the controls are on the flip down part and obviously it then reveals the CD in the tray. And then when you flick it back up, the screen covers the CD thing, 
but then you get to see like the track name and blah 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 so it was wavy like moving wavy. Moving, moving like some transformer thing yeah come like flipping star trek <laughs> but i was told when you buy something from margos and they um you take it back they don't check it so i was like cool so i bought the thing i bought a, a stereo player six stereo player for like 150 pound sick one copped it and i even borrowed money to cop it copped it went to my car took out my stereo player put it into the box took it back to argos <laughs> in like half an hour and i was like oh yeah now nah, i bought the wrong one um i just want to get a refund and then oh cool yeah yeah let me just opened it and it was just like the guy looked at it and then looked at me and i was like oh crap bro bought the wrong thing give it to me let me let me go let me go bring that <laughs> one <laughs> So and the thing is, yeah, the stereo player didn't fit snug into the box, okay. so I had to break it. So I'm like, I had to break the flip down part because the one that I bought clipped in; it wasn't like fully secured. So I was like, bro, I've just broken this sick CD player because I was trying to scam Argos. See, good, you know, like that. And then, so I went, went and I came back and I bought a crappy little one that my money can actually afford and then I put it into the thing because I had broken the one so yeah um, yeah like I get you in terms of like would you scam and I'm like mm. there are temptations to you but I'm like I am like that or my mindset is like that because like genuinely I don't have the money for the replacement mm. And so I, I didn't have the money to get a replacement CD player. So I had to get a crappy one because I'd just broken my one. And like, you're only thinking about getting the other lens because you don't have the money to buy a new one. I'm sure I have the money because because if I have the money to like buy the replacement to, to, to do the scan, technically but if, but I have thing, the money. Technically you have the money, but it's like, you know that money is coming back. So even if you're borrowing it from, all right, cool, this is from like this pot of money. If I do that, it's going to come back because I can replace it to that pot of money. Yeah. Um, like if you had three grand just sitting there that you didn't need and it wasn't savings, like the savings is nice, blah, blah, this is just surplus. I can like, I'll just get another lens and then just keep it moving. I'll just mm. sell this one. Even if I get a fraction of the money back, I'm t whatever. Or I might not even think about selling it because I don't need the money. So yeah, I think there's a um, yeah. I, I think I think that's it. But yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't vibes with it. I can't vibes with it. So going back to Miss um, Bryant, do you think it's ever okay? I don't want to say that what she's doing is vindictive because mm. obviously she's she's in the process of grieving and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but you know the Bible talks about. Um, Justice, um, letting justice be, or vengeance being the Lord's. Mm -hmm. um, so, what does that look like in, in like practical everyday life terms for you? So, like, so there there are different ways in which um, I kind of see vengeance fleshing out, or even like just working for a better situation in this. So, for example, you could campaign for them to reassess their safety measures. So it's like, ha let them keep running, but campaigns would be like, you need to reevaluate your oh, safety So you wouldn't measures. sue them at all? I'm just, I'm just throwing out different ideas, okay. different options. 
um, campaign, we need to reevaluate, blah, blah, blah. Like a really great sportsman has just died because of your safety measures or lack of, lack, lack thereof. Um, you could sue them and be like, if you lot had like patterned up your safety measures, this wouldn't have happened. So pay out. Um, or you could li literally even like start a campaign that was wider than just this company to just be like air safety in general. Um, so there's different ways they can kind of approach it. Um, but yeah, I just, so yeah, like, and I know that the Bible says, bless those who curse you, blah, blah, but even this wasn't vindictive. Yeah. Like it wasn't vindictive. It was negligent. It was negligent. It wasn't vindictive. It wasn't a case of, ah, oh, we want to kill Kobe Bryant. So let's just duff you all of them. No, it was negligent. I, I, I haven't followed the story, so I don't know the ins and outs or whatever. So I think what happened was that um, he flew in foggy conditions, even though you're not supposed to really fly in such conditions mm. because, it, because of the low visibility, it makes it more likely for you to to crash which but is. I heard I'm, I'm not sure if it was you who mentioned it but apparently like Kobe wanted to bring extra people Kobe wanted to go and they were like nah we can't go but I was like nah let's but, still go I don't think that was me but but but, 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 but even still even if someone says yeah let's go you as a pilot you have to your, your responsibility is on, on, on you to make the final call I like, would argue yeah I, I would argue that but I would also argue back like bro you've got Kobe Bryant like you've got a really famous celebrity who's like, nah, let's let's keep it moving. And you're gonna be like, nah, I'm not on it. Like safety regulations. Someone else is obviously if someone else does it, then that's their problem now. And then their family gets sued and yeah. you you'll be sitting there thinking, That could have been me, boy. Mm. Um But yeah, I think <sighs> What would you like? Do you think it's vindictive? I don't think she's being vindictive. I think she's a woman in mourning, and I think with so many emotions going mm. through your head, especially, uh, especially being someone in like the spotlight, mm -hmm. um, like your privacy is just like non-existent mm -hmm. um, to like a whole another level. Yeah. So, I think it's it can be very easy to like get caught up in all of that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, 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 like, I think, like, her suing, that's cool. That makes sense. Mm. Um, you think it makes sense to sue the company, not, not the guys, the um, the guys' family. I think that's when okay it goes. That's, that's where you draw the line. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, like you were saying, they they are in morning two. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm um, that helicopter guy wasn't. Like a multimillionaire, like like Kobe was. Mm -hmm. So even though he's gone, his family are sitting nice for, for the rest of their lives. Can't, the same can't be said um, for the for the pilot's family. Mm -hmm. And like preparing someone for a funeral and having a funeral that could be very expensive. That can get very Whoa. expensive very quickly. And yeah, it's a whole mess. And I think. Um, like being in in that same situation as them, mm -hmm. you could have the empathy to be like, and that's that's my thing is the empathy. Yeah, 
my thing is the empathy. I think, and I, I love what you said in terms of her being in mourning and no privacy and stuff like that and being such a public figure. It's like, regardless of whatever she does, it's going to be scrutinised. Yeah. So even if she doesn't sue, some, somebody somewhere is going to be sitting mad. You, you're a waste, man. You could have got money off of this. Yeah. But she doesn't need the money. She doesn't need it. But somebody will be like, regard, like you could have got money off mm. of this. Um, and I think from a Christian perspective, I have come to learn that the more visible you are, the more you need advisors for everything you do. Yeah. Um, and so even like David, the the mistake of sleeping with another man's wife tore apart the kingdom. Mm. Um, Solomon was the wisest man. Yeah, Gyal. Just madness. Yeah, all the hoes. And it's them ones where it's just like, um, Saul, as he was like persecuting the church and them things there, gain notoriety when after his conversion people were suspicious about him simply because of what he had done and it's like it's a good thing that they were blah 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 but it's, it's still like the higher up you get the more people are looking at you and unfortunately when you make a mistake it then shapes other people's decisions so when a pastor decides to do whatever he's doing and he gets caught out or she gets she gets caught out people lose their faith and I even question if they had faith in the first place. But it's a case in which your decisions have now affected the lives of countless other people. And so this is almost perpetuating the suing culture and the culture of just like, pay me, blah, so yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm just like, as a leader, as, as a role model, as someone of massive influence, in as much as you're grieving, and I'm not trying to take away from the grief, I'm not trying to take away from everything that you're going through, um, and you are human, you are going to respond in human emotions and stuff, but inevitably, more people are looking at you, more people are going to be taking cues from you, more people are going to be like analysing and scrutinising what you're doing. Um, so you kind of just need to be sure of what you're doing, but I guess you're grieving yeah. and we need to allow you some sort of grace even in that. Um, but even, yeah. Even if that grace is going to affect the lives of a whole family. Yeah. And that's the tricky part because like, Jesus died for the persecuted and the persecutor. Yeah. And so his grace is, is abundant for the grieving family and the grieving family suing the grieving family. But then we can only bring Jesus into it if they're a Christian family, if that makes sense. So like we can't hold them to Christian values. We can't hold them to Christian values. And that's what I'm like as a Christian. Yeah. That's what I'm like as a Christian. I, I can't hold her to Christian values. I can't hold her to a sense of morality that is built off of the Bible if she's not trying to live her life according to the Bible. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I find it hard to swallow. Um that we're both going through the same thing but because your dad or your husband was at the helm i'm going to sue you mm. in as much as we're both feeling the exact same thing and even like the shame of this guy's children going into public spaces that's so crazy imagine people hating you because of what your dad did 
your dad killed Kobe. Like you go to school and legit people are getting at you because your dad killed Kobe. And then two twos, Kobe's wife is trying to sue you and your brother and your and your mum and this and that. And it's just like, rah. Oh, that's very tough. Um, to be honest, I like what I hope happens is that she will allow the family, or if she does it, if she goes through and, and sues and whatever, hopefully somewhere down the line that she will, she can find it in her heart to maybe give them something. Yeah, even though the damage would be done by then, yeah. I think that would be better than just leaving them completely destroyed. I just hope she just drops this. Yeah. I hope she drops this. I hope she's, I, I think, sue the company. Sue the yeah, company. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, no, no one would, would ever have any problem with that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. The yeah. Family I, I agree with suing the family. I mean, <laughs> suing, suing the company. But suing the family, I think, is a, is a step beyond where I'm just like, rah. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't condone, justify but again, I can't hold her to my values and my standards. Yeah. Um, I don't know what she's going through. I don't. I don't know what she's going through. We might think that she's financially stable, um, but it might not be. Yeah. Um, car. Apparently, Michael Jackson was bankrupt. Mm. Who would have thought that? Like Ty- Tyrese broke. Who would have thought that? That like T Pain broke. Who would have thought that? T Pain broke. Not right now, but he was broke. How can you? When he bought his Bugatti and that, <laughs> that man had to sell it. Oh no, not the Bugatti. Yeah, he had to sell it. Like he, he went broke. He there, there's a clip of him on um, the Breakfast Club, talking about how he went from four million to broke, Whoa. just from like purchasing and buying stuff. Um, and so yeah, just because the person's in the limelight doesn't necessarily mean that they're living like they've got the money to sustain it mm. and so she might generally she might be a housewife i don't i don't know her career i don't know what her career is saying so she might might be a housewife yeah um and so they were wholly dependent on kobe's income mm. and so with kobe now gone the primary source of income for the house is gone so now she's thinking we've got this mortgage to pay we've got this to pay we've got that to pay the breadwinner isn't about like I'm not in a position to go work. Yeah. So I need to try to secure the bag somehow. Cool. You man can pay out. Which would make sense in terms of the amount of money he would have made for the rest of his life. Cause, um, assuming he lived till 60 or whatever. Mm. Um, at least we know that we're sorted. We can still pay rent. We can still do this. We can still do that. Yeah. Um, so from that perspective, I can kind of see the angle um, to ensure that your family remains provided for and stuff like that. Um, and once you've lived that sort of lifestyle, f- for the most part, you don't... downgrade is yeah, a myth. And it, it's, you're such a high-profile person. Yeah. To downgrade, people be like, ah, oh, what? Back in the projects, yeah. Back on ends. Yeah. It's almost like... David Beckham or whatever, moving back into wherever they were before. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. But as, as we said, company, do your thing. Yeah. Like, get that money. 
Family, I don't know. So what do you think about like all the other celebrities that be like, you know, guys, we got you, got you in the family. How much do you think they should expect other people to help them now that Kobe's gone? I don't think they should expect it. I don't think they should expect it. Um, I think family members, goddads, whatever, this and that. But I don't think they should expect like a standing order every month for a couple of thou or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of, nah, like every now and then man might come through with like, oh, here, here's something, like, whatever. Um, but not to expect them man to start taking care of you. You know what, yeah? I can't lie. If I'm Kobe, people like Shaq, Jordan, I'm expecting at least a mil. Okay. To look after, okay. <laughs> to look after the family. Okay. Okay, let me throw at you. Let's say you you you, you were to pass away. Mm-hmm. How much would you want like me and Peter to to be there for your family? I would want you. I would I would expect you guys to stay as committed to my family then as you are now. Okay. And so, like you would you would, you're coming here for podcast, and so you would have interacted with my family at least once a week. Should we still come here for podcast after you? So don't come here for podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not here. Yeah, but I would hope that you would check up on my family at least once a week. Because mm. during podcast, you would have interacted with me at least once a week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's stuff like that. So if not, obviously, like Kobe Bryant and that wouldn't need Shaq to be giving his family a meal every month, or whatever, because I'm making the money. Yeah. Um. But if you look, were genuinely about my family, and about me when I was alive, I would want you to continue. Mm. Um, and I think the the weekly checkup would almost be like a minimum would be like the minimum I expected of you mm. but I wouldn't have a, an ideal cool So, but that's just me so it's just be like yeah like at least check up on them every week to see how they're doing and to punch up any guys that tried to move to my wife <laughs> <laughs> straight that makes sense that makes sense yeah um how about you if like you got married and you passed away how how much would you expect peter and myself specifically to interact interact with your babes and your family (laughs) interact with my babies (laughs) (laughs) oh we're going to interact with right now joking (laughs) (laughs) you Um, <laughs> I think I would not want us around her. Fam, you can, you can stay at the door. No. <laughs> um, I think for me, for me, I I feel like it would be more important that you guys would be good male role models in my children's lives. Mm. Um, I think that. Even though it will be, yeah, checking on my wife, see how she's doing as well. But like, she is like a <laughs> <laughs> checking from the door. <laughs> yeah. Um. But for the most part, she is um a fully grown woman. Um. Um. I'm not expecting to marry someone who would become a housewife and not be able to earn money herself. Yeah. 
So, um, but recognizing that with you gone, that's one income gone yes. from the house. Yeah. yeah. So would you like half expect us to see how she's doing financially and help out? Um, I wouldn't expect that just because I um I don't know what your circumstances. Yeah, and that's that's be. exactly what was going through my mind as well. But it's almost like in saying you guys have a support network is recognizing that we are a part of that support yeah. network. Um, and so if, as and when we can, um, but it's almost like in Colby's position, you almost assume that, bro, you can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, like bro, you can. You know? Like, you're selling Jordans, you're selling Shacks, like, you can. Bro, they've got all the millions. And even if not a million, even if it's 100,000 here and there, do you, that's like pocket change. Yeah. For them. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the thing where it's just like, yeah, but it's recognising that, like if if when you and your wife were like when you were alive and you and your wife were like every Friday you're having lobster dinners, gan whatever, and then you pass away, and your wife's still like, yo, I need to secure the bag so that I can still have lobster dinners on a Friday. I'll be like, I'll be like, calm yourself. Fish finger thing, fam. You know, like that. <laughs> Bird's eye. Yeah. Just did in the oven. Yeah. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, like, um, as much as I would love my wife, I would. She's still got her family. She's, mm-hmm. still, she's still got her, her nuclear family yeah. for support and stuff. For yeah. me, I think that, um, yeah, checking on her, make sure she's cool and stuff. Um, but I'd want you guys to be like the male role figure. The male role figure. Male role figures. That's the one. <laughs> for my kids. Because mm-hmm. obviously that's now gone yeah. from their life. Um, and yeah, raising a, I'm I'm quite aware that raising a child as a single mother is the easiest. Yeah. Um, Shout out all the single mothers. We appreciate yeah. you. And the single dads too. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, that's not easy. So, like, any help you could give to just, like, be a good example. Because mm. I don't want no daughters with no daddy issues because daddy wasn't around. Uh, um, yeah. Um, yeah. How would you feel about your wife moving on to, like, another guy? Do you know what, yeah? I'm dead, in it. So, like, there's nothing I can do <laughs> say, like, I'm dead. But thinking about it now, man, I'm like, what do you mean? Move, move. <laughs> nah, I'm not on it. Um, and I think it's just the thought of my wife being with somebody else. Mm. Um, but if I'm dead, then it's almost like I don't want you to just be alone. Um but I would want you to get someone who, like, if I was alive, I would be like, yeah, that was a good choice. Would you want your picture to stay in the, in, uh, uh, um, in the house? Or yeah. What if the guy wasn't on it? What if we just like... <laughs> then you're not the one. <laughs> okay, let's say it was you. Let's say it was you that had to move on and you had a, a new wife and you wanted, like, a picture of, of Jamelia on, on the, like, table stand and she was like, no, nah, she's not on it. I'd be like, bro... With the kids, I'll be like, you can't, you can't replace their mum. Mm. You don't replace their mum. Like, them, that's still their mum. And so I st- it's not like she cheated. It, it, there wasn't any animosity. She, she died. Yeah. If she hadn't have died, you wouldn't be in a picture. Mm. So for me, it's just like, yeah, like. Yeah, for me, it's like, 
my love for her hasn't turned to hate. It yeah. hasn't turned to, it hasn't disappeared. It hasn't, like, she still has a significant part in my life. Yeah. And I'm not putting her there and saying I'm comparing you to her in as much as there will be things that in any relationship, if you've been in a relationship and you get into another one, there, there are comparisons, <coughs> unfortunately. Um, but my thing is just, she passed away. It wasn't our choice. It wasn't like we didn't separate or anything like that. She died. Um, if she hadn't died, she would still be here mm. um, in this in the house. Like, would have still been a family, and she's still the children's mum. And I don't want them not having that. Like, if if we were separated, I would be happy to take all of her pictures out because you're gonna physically see your mum sometime. Mm whether it's over the weekend or whatever, you're going to physically go see your mum. So it's not like I need to leave reminders of your mum in my house to remind you of who your mum was because you're going to go see her. Um, so yeah, I'll be like, I'll, I will be considerate as to where I place these pictures. It's not the best then. So not on, yeah, like <laughs> I, I'll be considerate as to where I place these pictures. There might even be like a memorial wall or something like that. Where I leave these things, um, but Touch I would picture. Mm, nah. Um, what about like half with half? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I would still want that wife to know that she's still like a priority now, mm. while still saying that like she still holds a place. Yeah. Because um, I think the other way around. If like I got married to a, a woman who had like whose husband had passed away, and I walk into the front room and the pictures just there on top of the TV, and they be like, "Well, go on, let's move down to the <laughs> to the toilet." No, I'm joking. Um, like let's let's think about somewhere appropriate um, where we can honor him in the space, but not make the space about him. Mm. So yeah, I would want to honor my wife in the space, even with a new wife. Which, but it makes it awkward if the second wife dies is when you get a third wife because I've like got three <laughs> pictures of wives. <laughs> whole gallery. You know, like that. I'm just like, here are the wives. Mm. Um, yeah. So we were speaking this week about um, believing in the one. Mm-hmm. And you believed in the one. Yes. So if, you, if your wife was to pass away mm-hmm. and, and you were to get a second wife, mm-hmm. would she be the new one or would she be just... <laughs> the inferior one. Um, <laughs> I think I have had that question before. And I didn't know how to answer it. But now I'm also, I'm leaning towards the notion of um, humanity being fallen and broken. Mm. And so in as much as there is a sense in which it's like, there's the one, but there's also the sense in which it's like a puzzle piece. Some pieces fit flush and some don't quite fit properly, but you can kind of squeeze it into place. Mm. Um, so I almost see it like that where it's just like whoever you pick due to the brokenness and fallenness and stuff like that you're going to have to grow into your relationship regardless regardless of whoever it is you're going to have to grow into how you lot fit and so it's not going to be a flush fit you guys are going to have to push and pull and compromise and chip and shape and blah, blah, blah before it actually fits. Um, and so if you find somebody else who is then able to fit 
that process is going to have to go through it again. And so I almost see it as I believe in the one, um, but it's almost that the one isn't, isn't that the one is not just one person, but you can still make it work with whoever you get with. You just need to put in the effort and be committed to the relation. Both of you be committed to the relationship. Mm. Um, so one of my aunties is just like, anyone you decide to marry is the one you just got to make it work. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I believe. And um, John Piper was one of his um, comments on, he had a thing where someone, there was a question, how do I know the person I'm married is a person for me? And he said, the, w- the way you know who you're supposed to marry is by looking at your marriage certificate. (laughs) (laughs) Bars. If that's the name on it, that's the person you're supposed to marry. Make it work. Mm. Um, And so there's almost, there's a retention of that. Yeah. In that I believe in the one, but even if she passes away, I believe that I can still make a marriage work with somebody else. Mm. Mm. Um, But it doesn't mean I just pick the first person. There still has to be like compatibility and blah, blah, blah. Would you want to get married again? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, another question. If you did get married again, would you want to have kids with the second wife? Depends if the second wife came with kids. Okay, so if she did know? If she did, maybe. Um, I may want to have a kid with her. It may just be one kid. Mm. Um, but it depends on the stage of life that we're at as well. Um, how busy things are, how grown our kids are. Um, it'll, it'll be very dependent on the circumstances. Like Jeremy and myself, when we want three kids, um, well, we want three kids, and then I've got one already. Potentially adopt another one, so that would be five in total. Mm. Um, if I was at that number, and I got married with some to marry somebody else who already had kids, wow, that's about. If she had like, let's just say two, that's seven kids. Crazy, bro. Even if you only had three, and like that's still five kids. Mm. I'm just like. Let's hold out. Let's enjoy the relationship, this and that. Let's raise our, let's raise our kids. Um, and yeah, because I also recognise that if we have a kid, there's, there might be some tension. Because it's like, you're the children of that family, you're the children of that family, and you're the child of this family. So now, oh, you're the golden child, them not love you, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's why I was saying if the wife cheats the kid can't stay with us that's what I'm trying to explain to you guys but you guys weren't listening because uh, <laughs> you can't you can't get the wife to pick between a life that had no choice and her decision yeah, you can mm. <laughs> so yeah I think um, and yeah that even that makes it even more sticky because it's like God forbid you lot break up. You go with your kids, she goes with hers, and then she goes with yours. Mm. And then now you need to go back to go pick up your kid, looking at the kids that you just raised as your own, who aren't your own. And now they're potentially calling somebody else that third person. And it's <sighs> bare sticky, but if, if it's just like no kids in between you two, clean break. You do you, I do me. And as much as there's a recognition of this person used to be stepmom, whatever, they're no longer in the picture. Mm. Um, obviously, that's not the hope and that's that's not the aim. But yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. Um, but I guess it will be very much circumstantial. If I was in if, if I was in like a Kobe Bryant sort of position, not dead. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like money, blah blah blah, where I can afford to buy a mansion with so many houses, this and that. Then it, it wouldn't be much of an issue. Yeah. Because everyone would have their own ample space. We would have like potentially have like I was about to say servants, but like stuff, cooking, cleaning, blah blah blah, this and that. Um, so it's not like we have to wash eight sets of clothes and whatever, this and that, like, it's not practical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think mm, it will depend on what stage of life I'm at and it will be a joint decision um, whether or not we have children. I'm leaning towards no. Um, but that reminds me of P. Diddy um, and Cassie. Yeah. where they've been t- they were together for a minute but P.D. was like he doesn't want to get married and he doesn't want kids because he's already got his kids mm. he doesn't want it anymore and then them lot broke up and then apparently within a couple months she was already engaged and pregnant Madness. and then people were like oh yeah you see it should be like Cassie when you find you a man he knows what he wants he doesn't play around and not like P.D. I'm just like but she chose to stay and he knew what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, he knew. What, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I. So even P Diddy was like, I, I don't want that. Yeah. I've already got children. I've already got this. Blah blah blah. Um, and it becomes a hype. Like, I need to drive to this house on a Saturday, pick up this child, and then drive to that house right afterwards, pick up this child, and then come back home, and then at six o'clock drive back to this house and then drive to that house. Bro, nah, it's long. I don't know how guys can be out here with like multiple baby mums. That's crazy. It's long. Like, man's trying to take my kids on holiday and that and I'm needing multiple permission slips. <laughs> nah. Nah, I can't run. Even just the one is, is headache sometimes. Mm. To have more... Nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. That was like one of my fears. What was... Multiple baby mums. Mm. One of my fears. Yeah. Like, that was never a fear for me. But <laughs> by, by grace, I haven't. I haven't. I was very close, but I haven't. I didn't. Yeah. It's mad. It's yeah. mad. Anyway, let's just hope that we all just go from one marriage in life Fam. and we live life to a good 70, 80 years. And die together. 90. Yeah. I hope I die before I have my heart does. Do you know I've always had the thing where I said I don't I don't want to die old I want to die young, but not not young as in like twenty five and I'm out. But like I don't want to hit old age where like man struggling to breathe and struggling to walk and using a Zimmer frame and them things there. I feel like when I get to the point where I can't control my bowels and to wear a nappy, I'm done. <laughs> Take that's, me that's up. it. Yeah. Take me out. Yeah. I want to be like a fully functioning <laughs> old person. Once I pass that point, yeah. I, I, not that life's not worth living, but it becomes a lot more just taxing. Yeah. Not just on you, but those around you. It's like people just see you as a burden. Mm. It's just, yeah. Crazy. And it's like you need assistance to use the toilet. That's long. It's crazy. That's long. I'm scared of getting to the point where I start losing my memory and stuff. Mm. That's crazy. Like Alzheimer's and that. Yeah. And like you don't even realize that it's happening to mm-hmm. you. That's crazy. 
Anyway, this is getting a bit too morbid, yeah. so maybe <laughs> we should round it up. <laughs> Hookups? Um, this one album on Spotting, Spotify, called for, from a group. Oh, the album's title is Flowers in the Trap 2. It's mm. dope, it's dope. Um, the group's name is Shogonodo. <laughs> so, like, so speaking in tongues, man. bro. Shogonodo is mad, but Where flowers. I think it's Japanese. Okay. Um, flowers in the trap too, bro. What kind of genre is it? It's almost like lo-fi. Okay. But mixed with like hard hitting eight oh eights. Is it like instrumentals or is it? Yeah, it's all instrumentals. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's dope. I really enjoy it. So last week when you lot came and I was playing instrumentals, mm. it was that. Okay, cool. And all of you came in on your vibes and the music and I was just like, yeah, that's, that's, I'm vibing with it. And even like the volume one and the volume, they've got a volume one, volume two is what I recommend. They've got a volume 2.5. All of them are fire. Mm. All of them are fire. But yeah, volume one. I mean, volume two. I'll have to give it a listen. All right, um, my hookup for this week will be Love is Blind. Guys, you need to get on there. No, nah, don't, don't Bruv, watch it. Bruv, it's actually so sick. Don't watch it, don't watch it. It's trash TV, but it's good trash TV. Read your Bibles. No. Pardon? Read your Bibles. Fam, you can read your Bible and watch it at the same time. No, you can't. You can't. Let the word of God show you why this kind of thing is not it's what you should sin. do for, for your own life. It's sin. It's only <laughs> sin if you actually sin. Like, like, man's just straight. Con- it's sin. No, they got engaged and like everyone was, was having sex apart from this one couple, but not because they were Christians. Even the Christians had sex eventually. I'd wait because you know it's, it's only a month before you get married, so I've waited this long. I can wait 28 more days. If, um, yeah, love is blind. Love is blind. No, Question mm-hmm. so I know we'd be like tease Peter about this and you got a bit upset I should have said that <laughs> <laughs> but if you sign the registry before your white wedding mm-hmm. technically are you allowed to have sex I think yes technically you are um, so even Peter acknowledged it that technically he is because he is signed the registry and before the eyes of before the law of the land you are legally married um but Peter's conviction was that he wanted to declare his marriage, if that's the right term, before the Lord in his house, mm. before then consecrating it. But, but, he, but, but, but you can't do that Consummating way it, not consecrating. Consummating it. Huh? But you can't do that way around. So you can't have the white wedding without signing the registry and then have sex. So... Um, we have heard, I have seen, or I do know of a couple who had their union blessed by a pastor. And then they were like, yeah, we're mad in, in the eyes of the Lord, so we're just going to start, start having sex. Mm. Um, and we had a problem with that because I'm like, but you're not legally married. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a whole problem. <laughs> yeah, you're not legally married. And so it's, it's almost like having a traditional wedding without actually signing the papers, you're not legally married. Yeah. 
And um, the Bible does say, submit yourselves to the law of the land. Like submit yourself to those in authority because the laws and stuff that they pass is for your benefit. And God is actually um, take, like ruling over you through them. Mm. Um, so that's why you need to pray for the governors and stuff like that to actually pass laws that are in line with God. Because that's how God is governing your community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's that. Um, there was even a story of a um, Muslim couple who got married in a mosque in line with Sharia law. Um, but I don't think they signed the legal documents. Okay. And like the woman was getting more treated, blah blah blah, and she sought to divorce him. Um, and she took him to court seeking to get half and initially the judge was like cool we're going to I think I saw that. we're going to honor this and then like a couple months ago last month that ruling got overturned because it's like you didn't sign any legal documents mm. so, so by law you, by law you're not actually his wife crazy so it's like under your religious like understanding yes you're his wife but we don't recognize it mm. because you didn't adhere to what the law of the land has put down and so now you do not have our protection so the only way for you to get any sort of recom recompense is to go back to your religious law institution and get them to fight your battle mm. we're not going to fight it for you and i'm not necessarily saying that the church should nah but what i'm saying is that we need to live in a way that is peaceable within the land as well as before God. Amen. So even when it says Jesus go in favor before God and before man. And so it's like living in such a way that is honorable before God and before man. So yeah, I say sign the documents. Um, if you just want to have a registry wedding and then just get your rings blessed or however you want to do it, it doesn't have to be a white wedding, but like a public acknowledgement of your commitment to each other within the church to some degree, I'll be like, that suffices. It suffices. It doesn't need to be like a 50,000 pound event with like a reception and everything. So nah, just go bang the register, come to the church and get your, your pastor to just sign, like bless the thing for you and be like, yes, we are you're good. Amen. Amen to that Moses. Mm. I think I'm, I think that's the way to go to it, bro. <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking about it now. I'm just like, do you know how affordable that sounds? Yes, sounds really affordable. Like you don't have the hype, bro. You can just hijack one any Sunday service. Yep, just go ten minutes after the announcements. No, like that. <laughs> oh, and so so and so married uh, is and so so and so are now married. We are just going to pray for them, and then we will have some meat pies in the back. Amen. Oh, yes. Have a meat pie. Have, have a malt as well if you want. And then we're good. That might actually be the wave. I'm glad you said that, Moses. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Anyway, um, shout out to Rude for intro outro music. Yes, Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing yes, logo. Sir. You can find us at Twitter at The UK. Mm. Email us at tbsfurnacehotmail.com. Come on. You can find us at soundcloud.com for no apostrophe. On. on all good podcasts, websites, and apps, including iTunes, Spotify, them things there, Blackstone's mm. Furnace with the apostrophe. Come on. Peter should be back next week. Um, I also feel like next week is going to be an interesting episode. It will be. Um, yes. 
Yes. <laughs> I will say no more for now. But yeah, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Good day,